Hello, my beautiful beans, and welcome to today's episode. So this episode is all about managing your expectations of others, how to stop feeling let down, but it's also going to make you realize why it is that people keep letting you down because most of the time, definitely not all the time, and I'll explain that in throughout the episode, but most of the time that you feel let down can actually be avoided based on how you manage your expectations around what people are going to give you or what you expect them to give you. Um, so you're going to realize that also a lot of the stress in your life, a lot of your anxiety, your sadness, your resentment, anger, your depressive states, it comes down to your expectations not being met. Okay. So thinking that someone's going to do something for you or thinking that someone's going to behave a certain way for you and then feeling really hurt and upset when they don't. Okay. And the worst thing, and what I'm going to focus on this episode, is when you expect things from people who rarely or who have never shown you that they have capacity to do that thing for you. It doesn't make them a bad person. They might be really good in all other areas, but there's this one thing that you expect from them, even though they've never shown you that they're capable of doing that for you, or they're extremely inconsistent with doing that thing for you, okay? So if you can manage your expectations around some, what someone's going to do for you, then the amount of times that you're going to be let down is going to be reduced dramatically and this is not to say oh just expect less from people not at all you're going to see in this episode what I mean okay it's actually you're actually just learning to set boundaries and then the people that show up all the time of course expect things from them because they've set it up that way but the people that are never showing up and the people that don't have consistent behaviors you're going to save yourself a lot of time energy and emotion by not expecting things from them and then putting that expectation either on you know, changing that into something that you can do for yourself or shifting that around to someone that you actually can rely on in your life. Okay. Um, And I feel like you should only, yeah, kind of like what I said, you should only be reserving those feelings for being let down by someone that you normally rely on and trust. This feeling of being let down, it's a pretty intense feeling. So you shouldn't be feeling it all the time, left, right and center with all these duds that were never going to meet your expectations anyway right? So you should only feel that feeling if someone who is actually reliable and never normally lets you down has let you down, then go ahead and feel that down. Who cares? Like you do that, right? And if someone's going to go break your trust, fair enough, feel hurt, but don't reserve those feelings and don't reserve that pain for people who you allow to let you down time and time again by expecting things from them that you know they can never deliver, okay? So this episode is going to cover all kinds of relationships and situations and situationships, everything. And the things that I'm going to cover can apply to like anything. It could apply to someone that you're sleeping with, a friend who always flakes on you, a parent who always makes you feel guilty, someone who's always putting you down in front of other people even though you've asked them not to, someone who always ends up needing to borrow money off you, someone who's always all talk but lets you down. You can apply it to all of the above, okay? So let's get straight into today's episode. I don't really have a brain fact for today. Um, I was just like going ham on the brainstorm for this topic and I didn't come up with a brain fact. So anyway, let's get into today's episode. There's a lot to talk about. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down four points that I want you to focus on to make it easier for you to stop expecting things from people and to make it easier to not feel let down because a lot of it comes down to your perception of a situation, okay? Pretty much your entire life experience is based around how you perceive something to be and how you let it affect you because like I said, there's, and I've spoken about this in my pain episode, um, pain is inevitable but suffering is is a choice. And a lot of the time we unintentionally or we're just subconsciously doing it and we're not aware of it, but we 
make ourselves suffer by putting ourselves in these situations that are never going to work out and are never going to go the way we want them to go. And sometimes you'll be sitting there expecting something from someone or from a situation out of life and you're just purely causing yourself to suffer literally unnecessarily, okay? So I'm going to talk about four things, four points that I want you to focus on around those topics. But before I get into that, I want to talk about what I want you to stop expecting, okay? I want you to stop expecting people to act on what they say versus what they always do, okay? So that's the big one. A lot of the time people think, oh, but you said you were going to do this. But if this person has shown you time and time through their actions that they're not going to do it, stop expecting them to do it. Don't just listen to their words. And I'll go into that a little bit later. Number two, stop expecting people to apologize for something when they don't acknowledge what they've done or when they don't care about what they've done to you, okay? Sometimes people don't care. Sometimes people don't see the pain the way you see it. Sometimes people look at their actions and they're only looking at it from their angle and they just don't think it's that bad. Whether that makes them a bad person or a good person, that's irrelevant. We're talking about how you're experiencing this situation. If you're sitting there waiting for someone to apologize for something that they don't think was that bad, you're suffering and they're off living their best life. So stop doing that. Stop expecting people to explain themselves as to why they behaved a certain way. Okay? Don't think, oh, I can only move on once I get an explanation. You're suffering now. Stop expecting people to treat you well because it's the right thing to do. You're expecting them to behave the way you would behave. And that's just not realistic. People don't do that. Okay? And and the next one is stop. (laughs) The next one I've written down is stop expecting people to behave the way that you're going to behave. And stop expecting people to share your morals. Sometimes you'll look at something and say, oh, well, that's obviously morally wrong. But to you, it's obvious because it's your morals and your morals are something that you just live by that often you don't even have to question because it's so ingrained in you and it's a belief that you live around. But if someone doesn't have those morals, you can't say that's morally wrong if they don't share your morals. To you, it might be. And that's when you walk away. But to that other person, they might be like, why is that so wrong? Like, yeah, I see how you might have gotten upset, but why is it so wrong? Do you know what I mean? You're expecting that this person's going to feel the same way because you think that they share the same morals. But that's not always the case. It's rarely the case, actually. And then also, stop expecting, lastly, number seven, stop expecting people to change their mind about how they feel towards you. Like in particular, especially in situationships, okay, where you really like them, they've made it very clear that you're not a priority on their list, they don't want to date you, they've shown that, they're seeing other people or whatever, but you th- you keep thinking, oh, but if we have a really good date, maybe they'll fall in love with me. If I say the right things, maybe they'll fall in love with me. You know, if I dress up really hot, then maybe they'll change their mind, right? No no amount of the best sex you've ever given them, not, not no head job in the world is going to make someone change how they feel about you. So save your breath, so to speak, around those things, okay? Now, let's get into the four things that I want you to be focusing on. Number one is come to terms with the fact that you cannot change people, okay? So right now, you have an idea, you have a concept of the people that are in your life and who they are and what they're like, and what they do, and what you're going to expect from them, and what you're not going to expect from, okay? And part of that concept for a lot of the people, especially if you're someone that feels like you're always getting let down, part of that concept is false in your head. You've made it up in your head, right? So you have to really acknowledge what parts of that you've made up, thinking this person's great, and if they did this, they'd be even better. Cut that out, okay? Okay? 
If they haven't already shown you that they can do that, mourn that part of them. Mourn the idea of this person that you had in their mind and come to terms with the reality of that person, okay? So, for example, if you keep wanting your partner to change and to be a certain way, despite them never showing you that they can do that, then you've actually created a version of them in your head and you're holding your partner to that version, right? So it's like, oh, but I, you know, my partner's so great, but I would love them to just be more consistent. I'd love them to wake up early every single morning. I'd love this, I'd love that. So you're trying to hold them to this standard. But if that's just not them, then you've just either got to, you know, let go of that or be disappointed every single day, you know. And it's fine for them to evolve and change, but it's ultimately on them. It's not on you. There's nothing you can do to change someone. The most you could ever do is try and inspire someone via example, but that's about it, right? So the version that has never actually existed of them, you have to get rid of in your head and you've got to mourn it. A really big one that's really, really common and I get I get people contacting me, me about this all the time, but it's people that are constantly getting hurt emotionally by their parents, okay? There are a lot of parents that are always putting their children down. They're always bringing up insecurities in that child, trying to control the child. Um, or, you know, sometimes parents have, you know, it's like they've almost brought you into this world to then fulfill something within them, like to fulfill an insecurity with them. And the sad thing is, is that a lot of people are always wanting that to change. Rightly so, they're your parents, right? And you always got this ideal of what life could be like if your parents were nice to you. And that's lovely that you still hold hope for these people. But the, the end at the end of the day is if throughout your whole upbringing and still into your adulthood, your parents still make you feel bad or still bring up your insecurities. I hate to break it to you, but it's likely, very likely, not going to change. Okay? You've created this ideal in your head that does not exist and you are living with the potential of this ideal maybe happening and you are hurting every time it doesn't happen. Every time you visit your parents, hoping that they're going to change and be nice and they turn around and say something hurtful, you leave feeling so hurt and so like, you know, deflated because you are expecting a different outcome even though they've not shown you that they have the capacity to be happy for you or that they have the capacity to support you or to just shut their mouth and not say something hurtful. And I get messaged all the time being like, how do I let my parents know this? How do I? How do? You can't. The only thing you can do around that situation is change how you view that person. Become very, very honest about what that person is like, whether it's your parent, your partner, your sibling. That's just who they are. And you have to come to terms with that reality. This ideal of who they could be isn't a thing. And you holding on to that ideal is what's causing you so much suffering, okay? You cannot change others. You can only teach people where your boundaries are. That is all you can do, okay? Number two, I want you to imagine from now on with these people that are in your life that, you know, you have expectations for and that are letting you down all the time. I want you to imagine that the only way those people could communicate to you is through their actions, the only way. So let's forget everything this person has ever said to you. Let's forget everything they've ever promised you, everything they've ever apologized for, every excuse they've ever made. Let's purely just look at that person's actions, okay? So pick a person, pick any person right now in your life. Who cares, whether it's your parent, your, your partner, an ex that you, you know, suffered so long over, whoever it is, whether they're in your life right now or not. Just get rid of everything they verbally said to you and just look at their actions. And by just looking at their actions, 
what would you expect from this person in the future? What would you expect from them? Let's look at a summation of all their actions, day in, day out, everything they've done. What would you expect? In most cases, not every case, because there are some like sociopaths and psychopaths out there that are great, like masters of deceit. But in most cases, people show you what they are like. You will find out relatively quickly within a few weeks or months if someone is punctual or not, reliable or not, hardworking, consistent, loyal, forgetful, a flake, etc., etc., etc. You'll know all this information not by what they've told you, but by how they behave when they are around you. You you know all of that information by how they are when they are around you. It's got nothing to do with what they say to you, right? Talk is the weakest link in a relationship, okay? Talk is good when you're opening up and being honest, when you're kind of talking about where your boundaries are, but when it comes down to, I'm going to do this, or, you know, the reason I did it, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's the weakest link. It's not worthless, but it's close to worthless, okay? Actions are the only thing that you should be looking at as far as expectations around what people can give you. If they haven't already shown you that they can give it to you, then you need to be picking up that piece of information with fucking tweezers, okay? You, you can tell, for example, let's look at someone who, who who's, wants to be fit. You can talk all you want about getting fit. You can talk about, about how many times you're going to go to the gym, about how you're really serious this time. You can say all the shit that you want to say, right? But unless you do something consistently, nothing's going to change. And if you've got one person that's not talking but actually doing it and one person's like, I'm going to do this, I'm so fired up, I'm so jet up, you can tell those two people apart very quickly, the one that talks about training versus the one that actually goes and trains. You can look at it very quickly and say that person's consistent, that person is not, okay? Now let's look at dating and infidelity and situationships. Take all the talk aside, right? If your partner didn't come crawling back apologising for what they did, what would you believe or what would make you believe that they're going to change, okay? So if they're not like, I'm so sorry for doing this, I'm so sorry for doing that, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, take away everything they've said. Have they actually changed the way they treat you? Have they changed how they make you feel like a priority? Have they done things throughout the day that's different in their behaviour before the infidelity or during the infidelity that now makes you feel this person is very aware that things need to change and they're really trying to change? Or is it all talk? Is it, I shouldn't have done that, I this, I that, I that. It's like, cool, you can say all the shit you want to say, but what are you doing differently? And if their actions have not changed, then don't expect anything different than what they've already given you. If someone has not been um, loyal to you, and all they do is apologise and say how they would be different and they're going to be different, it's not going to happen again, but their behaviour is the same, then no wonder you don't trust them anymore. No wonder you have no trust because nothing's changing. So you're like, I don't know what you're doing behind my back because your day-to-day actions seem the same. So I, I, I feel like I'm lost and I'm stuck and I feel like a psychopath because I don't trust you because that person's behaviour hasn't changed, okay? You can only look at their behaviour. Now let's say you're seeing someone and it's kind of – Either it's going really slow or it's on again, off again, and you don't really know what's going on, but it's clear through their behavior that you're not a priority. Then if they couldn't talk to you, if they couldn't talk about why they're so busy and why this and why that and come up with all these excuses under the sun as to why then you're not a priority in their life, but they keep dating you, then you would come to the conclusion that you're not a big enough priority in their life to date this person exclusively, Right. But the reason you hang around is because you listen to their bullshit day in and day out. But all you have to do is remove the words and say, purely based on your actions, 
you're full of fucking shit. You are full of shit. When it comes to dating, people give so much importance to the words that are being said over the actions that are being taken. Fuck the words. I want action. I want to see it in your behavior. And if it is not in your behavior, it is nowhere. Don't lie to yourself. Don't set yourself up to be disappointed. You're the one that's setting yourself up for disappointment. You've got to do yourself a favor, stop listening to their words and start paying attention to their behaviors, their actions, and how consistent they are with those behaviors and actions. Now, the next thing, number three, edit your behaviors based around their track record, okay? Now, I'm going to give you a personal example just to show you that I'm not exclusively talking about really dramatic things. This works wonders for really tiny things in relationships and it actually makes... So, so often you'll have these expectations within, and I've got a whole podcast about expectations around your partner. This is slightly different, but so often you'll have expectations within your relationship or you'll listen to things that they say when they don't really follow through, but it might just be a tiny aspect of the relationship and there's so much good and you just have to make these tiny tweaks around those expectations and you'll be so much happier and so much more carefree. So while obviously a lot of what I say is heavily based around big things that you're expecting from people and that's why you're getting hurt. I also want to give you I want also want to show you how it works for little things as well. So this example is with myself and with Tyrone, okay? When Tyrone and I go out, we often end up, you know, we'll go to a place and we'll go to a friend's place and we'll have some drinks and then it'll end up being a really, really late night. Tyrone's a social butterfly, so am I, but not as much as he is. Like he would just love to talk all night. Like we just like to have a good time, right? But for me, when I go out, I've got this switch in my head that says, I'm done. I want to go home, okay? And when I want to go home, not much is going to change my mind. There's not much that can happen for me to turn around and be like, lol, I want to stay. For me, once I know that I don't want to go home, it's game over. I fucking just want to be in my bed. That's pretty much how it works for me. And so Tyrone will say, oh, but stay. Let's have one more drink. It's just 30 minutes and then we're going to leave. 30 minutes, 30 minutes and we leave. Because Tyrone obviously wants to stay out, but he wants me to stay out with him. So at the start of the relationship, I'd be like, yeah, okay, fine, 30 minutes. But in my head, I'm like, I just want to go home. I just want to go home. I just want to go home. But I'll stay for 30 minutes so the two of us can then go home together. But then 30 minutes would come and go and Tara would be like, no, let's stay a bit longer, a bit longer. And then I would be annoyed that I didn't leave before when I wanted to leave. But And then also what would end up happening is that instead of leaving alone, you know, 30 minutes earlier, I ended up still leaving alone but like an hour later or whatever. So then I'd be annoyed But then really it ultimately comes down to paying attention to patterns because now things work so much smoother. We're out and I say, I want to go home. If Taran then says, let's stay for 30 minutes, I know that he wants to stay longer than 30 minutes because 30 minutes is like an arbitrary number that he's kind of thrown out there. So I've got two options. I can go home alone now when I want to go home or I can go home alone in 30 minutes Because Tyrone's not going to come home in 30 minutes. Why should Tyrone have to come home just because I want to go home? That's not fair on him. And why should I stay out just because Tyrone wants to stay out? Why expect someone to cut their night short or prolong their night against their will? We're both adults. If I want to go home, I just go home. He doesn't have to feel guilty being like, oh, well, I wanted to stay, but no. I fucking go home. He doesn't have to set a time frame and then he can stay out longer. But here I was listening to him say, just stay for 30 minutes when he never really meant 30 minutes. He was just trying to say, I want to stay. He wasn't communicating it properly, but what he's saying is, I want to stay. And I'm saying, I want to go, right? 
So it's so basic, but no matter how many times Tyrone says, no, but really it's just 30 minutes, I know that to him 30 minutes means two hours. It's not malicious, but that's just what what it is, okay? So once I'm aware of that, I get to do what I want to do and he gets to do what he wants to do and we're thrilled. No one's annoyed anymore. Then I can go to bed at the time I want to go to bed and I can wake up nice and early and feel great and he can go to bed later and and wake up later, you know? So... No one has to pull away from each other's enjoyment. But I was going home annoyed and resenting it, being like, he said stay 30 minutes and now I waited 30 minutes for him and then he still didn't want to come. But once I saw a pattern, I'm like, okay, now I'm the fool if I believe him when he says 30 minutes. Why don't I just let him stay and I just go? Do you know what I mean? So it's little things like that, tiny tweaks. You pay attention to patterns and then you say, okay, this is resurfacing again and again and again. Now I'm the fool for falling for this again. You know what I mean? It's just simple tweaks in a relationship and especially when you don't need that person to do something with you you know it's not like Tyrone and I are out every single weekend we're not so when we are out I'm like just stay and have fun how, how is that affecting me and I can go to bed if that makes sense um, okay number four last one it is okay to ask for something but to expect it is another thing I think a lot of the time when we ask for things from people, from strangers and from people that we want, we already have an expectation of what their answer is going to be. And often that expectation is based around what the kind thing to do is. So we ask thinking, well, they're a kind person, so they should say yes to this. But if you are asking for something, you're already letting yourself know and that person know that you're not entitled to that thing because you're asking for it. So it's not yours because you're asking for it, right? So you now have to change how you perceive what you're asking for, okay? When you ask for something, it's not a done deal. You have to ask with no expectations, especially when we're talking about strangers. Like if you ask, if you're at the cinema, for example, and you ask to swap seats with a stranger and they say no, you can then get all offended and think that this person's an asshole because they didn't do something so simple as swapping seats with you, but they might have a great reason for it and they don't need to explain their reason for it to be a great reason, the reason you are upset is because you expected the answer to be yes. So then when they went against what you thought the answer would be or what you thought the outcome would be, in your head you now think this person's a dickhead, right? The fa- like I said, the fact that you were asking means that it's not yours to start with. So always be aware of that. If you go in thinking they better give me what I want because it's the nice thing to do or because I'm entitled to that, then you're setting yourself up to be disappointed, But if you go in thinking, I've got nothing to lose, if the answer is no, I'm no worse off than right now, then you're fine and that's the perfect situation or the perfect scenario where you should be asking for something, where you feel like I'm more than happy with where I am right now, so why not just put myself out there and ask them, you know, regardless of the outcome, the worst case scenario is that I'm exactly where I left off, so that's not really such a bad thing. Expectations are always going to make you feel well not always but expectations are a lottery right because if you expect something sometimes you're going to get what you want and you're like great great I'm happy happy so you don't realize how damaging an expectation can be but often when you expect something you're kind of like a prisoner now to that expectation because if you get let down you if you didn't have the expectation in the first place then whatever that person does or doesn't do doesn't really affect you okay this is all about perception of things it's okay to have expectations of people when you've agreed on something like in a relationship what your responsibilities are you expect that from each other because you both are responsible in a relationship 
But if you're, but if someone has shown you time and time and time and time again that they're 30 minutes late every time they're going to rock up, stop expecting them to be on time. You start to edit the time you rock up or stop inviting them to things if it pisses you off so much, right? Like I've got a friend, fucking adore her, but she probably cancels 50% of the times that we meet up. Now I've got two options. One option could be, wow, what an annoying friend. How rude, how this, how that. I could do that. And then I could stop having her as my friend and that's a possibility. But... I look at the kind of person she is and she's a bit of a flake, a bit of a, you know, floating, you know, butterfly, whatever you want to call it. And I'm like, I could take this as a personal attack or I could look at this as a consistent behaviour that she does across the board. And I also really love having her in my life. I have such a good time when I'm around her that to me it's not worth cutting her out of my life because she flakes 50% of the time. All I have to do to be happy in this situation is manage my expectations. So every time I'm going to hang out with her, I set it up at a time that I've got other things that I could be doing if she ends up flaking. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't be booking out like prime real estate on my week and cancelling on other people or saying, no, I'm not going to go to this party because of because I'm expecting her to cancel. Do you know what I mean? So all I have to do is just manage my expectations of the time frames of when I'm going to see her, expect that she might cancel, and then I can still have a lot of fun with this girl. I don't, I'm not angry at her. I don't hate anything about it. I'm like, that's just her. Whereas I've got other friends that I'm like, I can definitely book you into these crucial time slots in my week, you know, like a big night where I'm, I am turning down other things or other people because I'm hanging out with you because you are always punctual and you never cancel. So that's just what you have to, well, you don't have to, you can get angry and get offended and be like, I'm cutting you out. You're a terrible friend. Or you can just manage your expectations about what your friends can give you, what they are capable of giving you, what capacity they have to be consistent some people just are not consistent and it does not make them a bad person they can still be the biggest legend but they're not fucking consistent expect that from them and you will feel more relaxed you will feel a lot happier guys you've got to be ready to have these realizations about people and to be able to let go this idea that you had of this person okay you might not be ready for that realization that this person's not going to do that for you're not going to be that person that you want them to be and that's okay But the reason you keep getting hurt and the reason you keep feeling abandoned and angry and resentful is because you have that expectation. And then that expectation isn't being met and until you change and only then are you going to start feeling liberated from that suffering that you have. Like I am going to conclude this soon. It's not a long, long episode, but I do want to touch on a story about one of my really good friends and this all comes down to expectation. Now, She's going to listen to this episode and she knows exactly who she is. Like I'm talking directly at you, which I could say your name, not going to say my name, love you so much. But one of my really good friends has been seeing this guy. It's now broken down. They're not seeing each other anymore. And they, he was clearly not a good match for reasons that are obvious to the entire nation, except her, but she, she's going to listen to this and fucking laugh. But she was suffering because she was expecting behaviors from him that not only has he never shown her, but he's, he was probably never capable of doing that in any capacity for many reasons, okay? But he had never shown her that he was capable. He, he had never done it in the relationship, but she was expecting certain things from him. And, you know, rightly so in a way because you think, oh, well, the stuff that you're expecting was really basic things really – and it doesn't matter how basic the things you're expecting. If they've never shown you that they're capable of doing that, it's still an expectation, right? So – 
now that this relationship has broken down, they're no longer seeing each other, but now she expects him to apologize for his behavior and to acknowledge where he went wrong when the whole time he was oblivious to his behavior being so hurtful to her. So she now thinks, well, I just want to explain to him so that way he can apologize. I just want him to apologize. I just this, I just that. And now she's just suffering and suffering and suffering. You can be deserving of an apology all you want. Like, yeah, sure, she is deserving of an apology. If I were to look at it coldly, he was in the wrong, she was in the right, for sure. But that doesn't mean that the other person is going to give you that apology that you're expecting. Because how you view your reality and situations is different to how other people view it. So while she's sitting there being like, I was so hurt because you didn't do X, Y, Z when you should have, he's thinking, why are you so mad about that, those few things, what? Like, so to him, it's just, oh, that's not a big deal. So, and to her, it's so painful. So that's why if someone's never demonstrated those behaviors and you're expecting it, you're just going to suffer so much more. And expecting an apology and expecting an acknowledgement when someone clearly doesn't see it is the biggest waste of time and energy that you can do. It's the biggest. And then she says to me, and she still says, I just want him to call and explain to me what I want to call him and explain to him what happened so that he can see where he went wrong. And I'm like, babe, he was there. He was 50% of the relationship. He knows what went down. He just doesn't see it how you do, okay? You see it as him being so hurtful and he's like, what? I don't get it, you know? Or worse, he sees it and doesn't give a shit. But you're acting as if like he doesn't know the story. He knows the story. He was there. But these behaviours are normal to him, not normal to you but they're normal to him. And you calling him and having a meltdown is not going to cause an epiphany in his mind, but it will cause you to wind yourself up and feel even more pain when he gives a half-assed apology because he knows you're expecting it, but he doesn't actually mean it, right? You've got to learn to cut your losses when it comes to these situations and when it comes to these people. And I'm not saying you've got to turn around now and say, he's a dickhead, I'm going to hate him, I'm going to this, I'm going to that. No, just say this would have never worked because he can't meet me with these expectations that I have, so I can't expect them from him. I've got to, in future relationships, find people that are more compatible with me because this is my bare minimum and I can't be in a relationship where those bare minimums are not being met. All you can do is show people how, teach people how to treat you and show people where the boundaries are and then you can walk away or stay. That is all you can do. But to expect things constantly from people when they, A, don't say it, B, don't share your morals, or C, have never shown you the capacity that they're able to do that, you are choosing to suffer, okay? So, guys, just to recap those four points, remember, number one, come to terms with the fact that you cannot change people. Number two, imagine that the only way someone could ever communicate with you is through actions, nothing that they say at all, just through actions. Number three, Edit your behaviors based around their track record, not based around what they've told you and not based around their apologies. And number four, it's okay to ask for something, but to expect something is another thing. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I absolutely adore you. Thank you for sharing the podcast. Thank you for telling your family and your friends about the podcast. I love you guys all so much. Please, if you haven't already, jump on the Facebook group and join. We've got an awesome community there. Some people are just so helpful in referring episodes and referring tips and tricks and all of that. It's just such an awesome community. So if you're not already a part of it, it's uh, Do You Fucking Mind with Alexis Fernandez. And I do have an Instagram page as well. So it's the DYFM podcast or DY 
YFM podcast is the handle on Instagram as well. Love you guys so much. And as always, remember, be kind to yourself, be kind to your brains. Don't take shit from anyone and especially don't take shit from yourself. Danke.